Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3 a.m. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. This week, we have a tale from my second home, Scotland. I've been back in the States for nine months now and still yearn for a proper scone, but that's a topic for another day. We're all familiar with the Salem Witch Trials, which I plan to tackle one day. But for now, let's go down a more obscure route. Stay tuned for a tale of transformations, covens, and fairy queens. Without further ado, let's get down to the business. This week's topic is Witch Isabel Gowdy. Our story takes place in Scotland of 1662, when Isabel made her first confession. Prior to this, there is actually no record of her life before her marriage to a man named John Gilbert. What we do know about her life is that she was brought up in the Aldern region of Scotland. Once married, she and John moved to Loch Loy, an area just a few miles north of Aldern. There, John worked as a laborer, and the pair were extremely poor. In exchange for his work, John received a cabin and a small piece of land. Isabel worked as a typical housewife of the time. She performed household chores such as milking, weaving, and weeding. Gowdy was also known to be illiterate. Despite not knowing how to read and write, she was described as having a great imagination. This will be evident a bit later on, but first, let's take a look at Scotland during this time period. Around 1550, witch hunts began around the country. The Scottish Witchcraft Act was passed in 1563, which stated that all convicted of practicing witchcraft would face the death penalty. Fast forwarding to 1649, bad weather conditions caused poor cropped harvests until 1653. Believing this was the work of witchcraft, another extensive witch hunt was conducted. It is believed that during this time of witchcraft fear, Gowdy was singled out as one of the seven women tried in Aldern. What makes her story so remarkable was how detailed her confession was with supposedly no torture needed. It was extremely common for these confessions of witchcraft to be obtained through different methods of torture, but Isabel was noted to willingly provide details of her practice. There is no real documentation as to why Isabel decided to confess, but some believe that it came out of a conspiracy created to torment a local minister named Harry Forbes, a known zealous extremist with a huge fear of witchcraft. 
Over a series of six weeks, Isabel made four confessions. The first began on April 13, 1662. With this, she described an encounter with the devil where she denounced her baptism. After which, she claimed the devil placed a mark on her shoulder and sucked her blood from that spot. During this encounter, she named others that were present, including another woman on trial named Janet Breadhead. Gowdy described more meetings and reported that she filled the side of her bed with brooms so that her husband wouldn't know she was missing. On these outings, Isabel claimed that she and her coven flew through the air on magic horses and entered other people's homes. There, they would consume the inhabitants' best food and drinks. Isabel also noted that she made the acquaintance of the Queen of the Fairies, who often entertained the coven in her own home. After this first confession, Gowdy went on to make several other claims. Among them was the declaration that she and the other members of the coven could transform into animals such as hares and cats. Gowdy described a detailed account of a time where she outran a pack of dogs while in the form of a hare. She made a point in explaining that she and the coven often used spells to fulfill these transformations as well as complete other tasks. One of these tasks was to inflict illness on others, most notably Minister Harry Forbes. From these confessions and the confession of Janet Redhead, 41 people were arrested. Truthfully, this is where the story ends. After the trial, like everything else in this tale that for some reason has incredibly well-documented confessions, there is no documentation on what happened to Isabel. Most believe that she was executed per the law on witchcraft, but 90% of the documents no longer exist from this time, so it's not clear. Whatever happened to her, Isabel still provided one of the most detailed and creative accounts of witchcraft for the time. Whether she was an actual witch or an incredible storyteller, listener, I'll leave that up to you to decide. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover, or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas.